to the Outbreak MMA Podcast. My name is Mark Mandrake, and I am here with the lovely and beautiful and sensual Ferrari. Is that good enough uh, welcome for you today? Only because you didn't introduce me the last time we were recording this, like 10 minutes ago, well, not even 10 minutes ago. <laughs> okay, so Ferrari's in a bitchy mood because she really wants uh, a break from MMA for a little while. Um... But we've got one more week of MMA and then a couple weeks off and then more MMA for a while. So, it's all right, Mandrake's in a bitchy mood because we still don't have a producer, so. Yeah, 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 I'm in a bitchy mood because our producer's in prison and got in more trouble for trying to set up his own store for instead of people using the commissary. Um, But... We did have UFC this weekend, and we have UFC this weekend. I probably won't fall asleep during this weekend because it starts at 4 p.m. Yeah, no, it's an early start, and actually, they did cut two matches. We'll get into that in a moment, but uh, uh, originally, it it was 15 matches, uh, 15 fights. Um, yeah, which we should be down to 13 now. Yeah, I think we're down to 13 now. It wouldn't surprise me if by fight night we're down to 11. Yeah. Uh, again, it seems like the day of a fight, there's usually a couple fights. I, as a matter of fact, I, while we're talking about that, before we actually get to what happened this past weekend and next weekend, while the UFC has done a great job of creating a bubble to avoid COVID, um, they really as opposed to other sports, as opposed to the public, as opposed to whatever, I believe their positivity rate is 0.08. And you got to understand pretty much, you know, the fighters, their team, you know, people that travel with them, they're getting tested three, four times right before an event, quarantining, all of that, you know, masks, uh, and things of that nature. As a matter of fact, I, I, I laugh about it when people say they, they won't wear a mask. And I'm like, wow, geez, you're a pussy. Uh, you know, MMA fighters have no problem doing it. Um, and But to be fair, MMA fighters are actually getting paid uh, to make sure they stay healthy. Um, there have been a couple that have come down with COVID. Uh, the one actually that's still... Uh, has long-lasting effects from it is Cody Garbrandt. Um, yeah, and, and that's unfortunate that he is having so many problems. Yeah, they, I mean they 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 were talking this weekend like they like they expect him back within the next couple months. Uh, but from reading, you know, firsthand accounts from him of what he's going through, uh, I think saying he'll be back in in a couple months is being generous at best. Uh, but the UFC has done a good job of trying to keep uh, that under, you know, trying to keep control of that, trying to keep that bubble uh, to to keep 
uh, their fighters and their staff safe from COVID. And I think they've done a really, really good job of it overall. Uh, even though if, if you paid attention to UFC over the past couple weeks, there's been a number of fights scratched. I mean, one actually was supposed to have 15 fights. I think by the time it hit, there was nine or something like that. Nine fights. Yeah. Um, but they've also been running these shows in Vegas. Yes. And it, the way I see it is it's a lot easier to control your fighters when you're in a cordon sanitaire overseas without family and well, then you know as opposed to being in Las Vegas where a lot of these fighters live and their kids go to school and you know their wives and girlfriends go to the grocery store and you know well I'm glad you mentioned that because that that's something that a lot of people actually don't realize about how it works when you have, you know, when, when they go over there and they fight or even reporters, because they're, you know, I, I, we've had the opportunity to actually go over there and, and we just, because things, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going back to school starting in January, uh, and things like that. Um, there just was no way we could arrange it financially. Um, to, to go, to get out to Vegas. I mean, UFC is actually taking care of even uh, um, reporters and things like that going out there. But you have to quarantine, I believe it's for 48 hours in Vegas. You have to get at least two to three tests in Vegas. You land in Saudi Arabia, you get tested, you quarantine for another 24 hours. You get, uh, if you pass that test, then, then, then you're good. I think you might have to get... I, even in Vegas, they test them the day of the show or the night before one or the other. Um, I think it's actually the day of the show, though, because they don't want to interrupt the weight cuts. Uh, and, you know, again, uh, if and that's where a lot of people have been snagged. They they actually passed the COVID test um, leading up to it, the quarantine, everything. And then the day of the fight, they end up testing positive. And that leads me to wonder, are they actually testing positive or are these false positives? Because a lot of the COVID tests really, um, they're, they're, I've, I've, I've read now they, they're, they're up to like even like 80, 85% uh, reliable. In science, that's a horrible number. Anything under 95% is, is, is a horrible number in science. Um, so, uh, but again, it was 70% at one point, so I guess we should be thankful for that. So that's why a number of fights got pulled. Um, number of fights got pulled from this from, from the card this Saturday, but there were some great fights, actually some amazing fights, uh, from this past Saturday. Let me bring this up. We'll talk well, about it. Well, yeah, I was going to ask, since I didn't really watch really any of them, um... Well, I, we had talked about making this kind of a uh, interview situation. I, I have a two-part question of what was your favorite fight and do you agree with Fight of the Night from last week? What did... Okay, I've read two different things. What did they name Fight of the Night? I only remember you being very upset that Fight of the Night was not the main event. No. Well, okay. 
I'm going to say some things that are going to piss people off. And even though I didn't watch it, coming to find out afterwards that there were there was a low blow, um, in that fight, I thought numerous eye pokes. Yeah, yeah. So Um, as a like, according to this, it says that the main did actually win fight of the night because you had said something about they gave it to the chick fight. Yeah, well, um, I think you know. on ESPN they originally reported that Fight of the Night actually, and maybe I misunderstood, and maybe it was Dana White, maybe I misunderstood him. I thought he actually said Tisha Torres and Sam Hughes, which, don't get me wrong, that was a hell of a well, fight. That was a great fight. Because I was actually surprised when you said that, because I'm like, they never give Fight of the Night to the women. They, well, they have. Yeah, but... It's rare, but they have. They They very rarely do. Yeah, according to this... Fight of the night was the main event, Figueroa and Moreno, and the uh, performance of the night, Kevin Holland. He deserved that. Performance of the night, Raphael Fiziev. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, he he deserved that too. Uh, Okay. Um, Tisha Torres versus Sam Hughes. That fight sticks out in my mind. That was a great fight. Um, Tisha Torres looked hungrier and nastier than I think she's looked in a long time. Um, well, you said she changed where she's training, right? Well, it sounds like she did. I don't know for sure, uh, because I, I, I couldn't find anything to confirm that, but where before it sounded like she was training out of Denver, it sounds like she went back to Coconut Creek for American Top Team. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that might have something to do with it. She looked much nastier, much meaner, much hungrier. Uh, and I think at this point, I think maybe somebody talked to her and said, hey, look, if you want to be in top contention for a title, you're going to have to get nastier because she's going to have to. There's there's some girls that that, that would eat her up, you mm-hmm. know, um, and she's going to have to. But it was a great fight. Um I know I, you were. I know even though you you say Kevin Holland deserved performance of the night. I wasn't I know happy, but you yeah. were not happy about that because no, because it was against Jockery Souza, and I loved. I I I am I'm, I'm a fan of Jockery, but so much so that our cat's name is Jockery. Yeah, so much. Yeah, so much so that our fan, their cat's name is Jockery. But um, Holland backed up what he said. I I I look, man. I I can't. The guy talks a talk and he walks the walk and and he knocked out Jacare um, pretty good too actually um, where Jacare I don't even believe was standing uh, when they announced the winner I think he was actually on his stool mm. and he actually had trouble sitting down they actually had to help him sit down because he was wobbling so much um, Holland did a did a really good job with that. Um, Cub Swanson came back. Oh, yeah, uh, the last fight he actually fought was in October. Uh, in uh, actually, I think it was October two years. No, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, right? two thousand nineteen in Tampa. Um, and then he he fought in Quintet, uh, the BJJ. Mm-hmm team tournament and that's right. where he ended up tearing up his knee he needed knee surgery but he came back he looked great um he looked really good actually um so it would be nice to see him get 
a title run before he retires because, you know, Cubby's not getting any younger. Um, Junior DeSantos unfortunately lost to Cyril Gain. Yeah, but, I was going to say that one too. Um, I mean, again, that's not really that much of a surprise. Right. Here's what worries me, though, is that UFC is letting go a lot of fighters. And, and they've openly said they plan on letting go 60 to 80 fighters. Um, you know, DeSantos is getting up there in age. He hasn't, you know, really been able to put together a really good fight over his past couple fights. He might be let go, um, much like uh, Yal Romero was let go. Uh, oh, Silva, I think, was, well, mm-hmm. he was kind of forced into retirement, but nobody actually picked him up. Where Bellator picked up Romero, at first they said they weren't going to, and then they did. Um, well, you and I talked about this, too, is that it, this is not a career that you really should be doing past 40 or more than 10, maybe 15 years if you started young. Like, it's a very taxing career, If, if you know? If, yeah, if, if, if you're, I mean, again... Your body can only put up with so much punishment. I, you know, I, I realize a lot of MMA fans want to say how how fake professional wrestling is, and it's funny because we have a a restaurant bar near our house that uh, I think he's actually one of the owners or part owner. He used to fight MMA. As a matter of fact, he used to fight in UFC. Um, mm-hmm. A couple times. And we were talking about the difference between pro wrestling and MMA. And we had a mutual respect for, for each other's craft. Um, well, because it, 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 regardless of, you know, pro wrestling being scripted, you're still putting on a physical performance. It still takes toll on you're your body. You're still training. You're still traveling. You're still putting your body on the line in a physical sense, just like MMA fighters are. Yeah. You know? And I would say that probably MMA fighters train harder. Oh, they definitely train harder. I, I, I will... I, I they will, don't oh, always travel as much as professional wrestlers. They travel longer distances sometimes because... They get to fly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, but still, sitting on a flight for twelve yes. hours is not it, is it, not good on your body either. When you're doing it a couple times a year, you know. No, if you want evidence of that, look at some of the even this weekend. If you watch UFC this weekend, watch and see how many fighters have have marks from cupping on their back, mm-hmm. and that's to help release the muscles, which tighten up. Especially when they're flying, because they they can't really move. Sitting, yeah, you're just sitting in that position. Um, um, but but yeah, I mean, so the point that I was trying to make is, yes, it's it's sad that some of these fighters are being let go, but as a businessman, Dana White is looking at some of these people and going, how much longer are they going to be profitable? Can I bring in? younger fighters or can I concentrate on younger fighters who are more profitable? You know, I, no. I'm, I'm not saying that that's every instance. No, it's not. And but 
I'm and gonna, that has a lot to do with certain decisions that I, are being made. I'm going to throw something out there, and, and I agree with you. Dana White's always said, look, if you think it's time for you to retire, it's time for you to retire. Mm -hmm. Unless yeah. your name's Habib Namagetta. Well, yeah, no. Um, and that, then in that case, but I, I don't think I don't think you're going to see Khabib come back. Mm -mm. Um, I I think he made that promise to his mother. Although I do think he definitely wants to go thirty and zero, um, before he hangs, you know, before he hangs up the gloves. So it's one of those things. But he still to this day insists. No, he just wants to train younger guys to fill his shoes. And honestly, who better to train them than than Habib? Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of amazing talent coming out of that area of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, out of, uh, was it Dagestan? I believe it is. Um, and it, it, it's, it's keeping a lot of those kids out of trouble because it is a dangerous part of the world. You do have, uh, I mean, I mean, you know, honestly, one of the reasons supposedly, and I don't know how true this is, um, that Habib's father, uh, couldn't necessarily come to the States was because he had ties to, uh, Chechen rebels. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true or not. And, and honestly, it doesn't matter. Unfortunately, you know, his father passed away and, yeah. and from COVID, uh, and you know, that's, it's, it's, it's neither here nor there. Um, it would have been nicer if he could have seen it, you know, some more of his son's fights, um, before, you know, he passed on, but, you know, again, if he promises mom that he's done, I, I believe he's done. That being said, there's three more fights on Saturday that I want to talk about. Yeah, it was the one I wanted to ask you about, but go ahead. Oh, um, no, go ahead. Ask me. And then oh, well, if you want to. Well, which one? Are you I gonna... was only going to ask because I think I remember you saying to me, not on the podcast, because we didn't. Did we do a podcast last week? I don't. Think... I don't think we did one specifically for UFC 256. Um. I remember you saying that you weren't sure that Tony Ferguson was going to do well. Okay, let me get to that. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm that glad you asked that. That was what I wanted to ask you about, but okay. go ahead and do whatever you're going to do. Uh, Mackenzie Dern mm -hmm. uh, won by decision against uh, Jandaroba. And wow, I'm, I am actually pretty shocked that the, the, the commentators actually – it was almost like they acted like they had no idea who Jandaroba was. As a matter of fact, at one point they said it was his, her first UFC fight, uh, and I am ninety nine point nine percent positive it was at least her second, if not her third. Uh, Jandaroba actually is she is one tough girl. Um, she's fought in Invicta, uh, which is where I first uh, yeah, seen her. Yeah, she had just fought um, Felice Herrig. That's what I thought. In August. That's what I thought. And last December, she she's actually fought four times for UFC. She's fought Carla Sparza, she's fought Mallory Martin, she fought Felice Herrig, and then she fought Mackenzie Dern. And she's she lost to Esparza, won against Mallory Martin, won against Felice Herrig, and then just lost to Mackenzie Dern. So, I mean, that's really not a bad record for somebody that you know. No, and she's I I she I I actually would like to see her. Uh, you know, as a as a permanent fixture in UFC, but that's one of the good things about Invicta. They can bring girls up, send girls back down. 
Um, and, and Invicta, and, and again, and I, I've actually had the pleasure of talking to Shannon Knapp, you know, online who, who owns and runs Invicta. And, and I can tell you right now, and if you've listened to this podcast, you know, I'm a big fan of Invicta FC. Uh, and I definitely encourage you to check out their product, uh, because all the girls that, that fight for Invicta, they give 110% and it's always a great show. Uh, it's, it's, there's always really good fights. I rarely do I walk away from, from watching an Invicta show and say, ah, eh, that was okay. Um, rarely does that ever happen. But Mackenzie Dern, who, who actually is a jiu-jitsu specialist, pretty much tried to, tried to keep it on her feet and try to use, uh, her fist to win it more, 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 than anything else and she did a really good job she won by decision um okay so we'll get to tony ferguson versus charles Oliveira. uh i i'm i'm a big fan of tony ferguson um as a matter of fact the fight that i wanted to see that got canceled five times as a matter of fact was supposed to happen in tampa one time yeah the first uh, time that we went right? yeah the first time we we went to ufc was, that was like four and a half years ago was ferguson versus khabib yeah. if ferguson fights khabib now ferguson's gonna get killed um yeah. i don't know if he's just reached that age where he he's given all he can um, I don't know if it's supposedly he pretty much let go of his whole training team and he's taking care of training himself. I don't know. I, again, I don't know how true that is because I, I, it looked like some familiar faces in his corner. Uh, Oliveira outclassed Ferguson. Totally. Um, totally. Uh, to the point where I, I I almost wanted to turn the channel because I I just didn't want to see Ferguson get beat the way he did. Um, Ferguson did not fight well, so if that answers that question, yeah, no, um, uh, why? Wh- I Mark watches all of the like UFC embedded and behind the scenes stuff and. You notice a lot of things, you know, because you've watched these fighters so many times. And you had said something to me about he just didn't seem like he was taking it seriously. No, he didn't. He didn't. Um, When he fought, the last the, the fight he fought before was against Gaethje. Mm-hmm. And there was a number of reasons why they thought that he didn't do well against Gaethje. Because Gaethje beat Ferguson in that fight, too. One of the main things that was brought up was... Uh, he intentionally lost weight for a fight that he knew he wasn't going to fight on, mm-hmm. you know, um, just to show that he can do it. Um, a weight cut is difficult at best. Uh, as a matter of fact, Khabib's uh, uh, team released a video of him going through his last weight cut and I gotta say, man, I thought I thought the video of Cyborg going through yeah. a weight cut was bad. There's there's been uh, videos of Joanna Jorzek going through a weight cut. I thought those were bad. No, Khabib was so bad that his team actually had to roll him over. He didn't have enough strength to actually roll over 
um, to the other side. I yeah, mean, it see, really was brutal. The, the closest thing that I've seen is, you know, my cousin, she was doing the fitness competition. Yeah. And so for like 48 hours beforehand, she would not eat or drink so that her muscles would be defined. And I remember how much like gut pain and misery she was in. That was just two days of, you know, not eating and drinking, and that's nothing compared to what these MMA fighters put themselves through no, to, yeah. you know, make weight. And that's been something that, like, you and I have talked about a lot. One of these days, okay. if they're not careful, somebody's going to die. Right. Um, and and I, I think, and they've started to do this where, like, if, if fighters have routinely missed weight, that they make them fight at the next um, weight category. Um, but then you look at some of these, like, like Rose Nam Nunes routinely only carries five pounds more than her fight weight. Like, you know, where she's supposed to be fighting. Well. So that, you know, okay. you, she only has to cut five pounds. Five pounds, a five pound weight cut is nothing. You know? I'm dating myself here when I say this. <laughs> but going back. Uh, let's see. Uh, 18, 23. Almost 30 years ago. Uh, when, <laughs> yeah, almost 30 years ago when I wrestled in high school, I wrestled at 145. Mm-hmm. And I carried myself around typically anywhere between 140 to 150. I never got over 150. Um, and that's why I was always exempt. What would happen was, is our coach for our wrestling team would get all the guys together, crank up the heat as high as it can be in the house and make everybody sweat out the weight. Um, and I never had to do that. I never, I never had to go through a hard weight cut, anything like that. Um, I it's always not, made sure it's I stayed not that healthy way. for anyone to be putting their body through extreme stress to cut weight. And especially teenagers who are still growing and developing. Like, no. That's one thing, like, you know, like my, you know, our, our neighbor, our, you know, my friend Ashley, her brother, you know, wrestles in high school as well. And, you know, she's talking about they still do these things for weight cuts. And I'm like, that is the most unhealthy thing. There's a lot of unhealthy things we used to do to, to make weight because you had to make weight, you know, now with, with you, you know, with MMA, usually it's the day before, but with, with, with amateur wrestling, you have to make weight that night. Uh, you don't have time to dehydrate your body and then properly rehydrate. Yeah. So what was happening is that a lot of guys were dehydrating and then sucking down Gatorade at the time like nobody's business and then puking it all up and then feeling like crap when and they were still having to wrestle. To wrestle. Yeah. It's... You know, um uh and 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 that's not you know again that that adds a whole bunch of different problems. Uh, it 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 definitely does not help with head trauma. Now, I don't know how it is now. I mean, now they might make wrestlers weigh in the day before. I'm not really sure, uh, but I know. I mean, one one of the one of the matches I got I got because uh, the guy that was supposed to actually wrestle 
that night instead of me, he passed out when he was weighing in. And it's like, look, I can make weight. I'm actually at 143 right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they weighed me and I was. I was at 143. Uh, and, and I got the spot but still he passed out and a lot mm-hmm. of that's because he spent the past you know three days running around in a hot shower in garbage bags you know yeah. um that was not the case with ferguson ferguson did not no. look well because of a bad wake up ferguson i think just didn't take the fight seriously and there is the possibility that ferguson might just have reached that point in his career where look He's not going to go any further. Or, and this is definitely a possibility, Oliver is just that damn good now. He's good. Um, He's just gotten better and better and better. But, man, he just, he outclassed Ferguson. Um, So, I mean, it was was sad to see El Kikui lose, but, I mean, again, Mm -hmm. you know, it happens. And then you had... The main event, Figueredo versus Moreno, which uh, I picked Figueredo, but I really was hoping that Brandon Moreno would win. Um, I like Brandon Moreno a lot. Um, I think he's a really talented fighter. Um, And he fought, both guys fought a hell of a fight. That being said... There was two eye pokes that the ref acknowledged uh, from Figueredo and a groin shot that was flat on right there, like echoed all through the apex, you know, arena nut shot, you know. Um, And the, the thing and this was pointed out and I actually didn't I actually didn't realize this. It it. it they don't take a point off. You you can kick somebody in the nuts five times. I mean, they would take a point off. But you can kick somebody in the nuts five times. That doesn't mean that they have to take a point off. They, it's at the ref's discretion, right? It's Yeah, what they do is they base it on, okay, how is this going to affect you for the rest of the fight? And that nut shot was going to affect him for the rest of the fight. I mean, it what there, there was no blocking. I mean, it was flat out. And I'm not saying that Figueredo did it on purpose because I'm not him. I'm not in his head. Did it look on purpose? Yeah, it did. I'm not saying it was, though, because I don't know. Um, The eye pokes, though, there was a couple of them that definitely, especially when they're on the ground, he's trying to push Moreno's head away, but instead of actually trying to use his forearm or anything else or keeping his palm flat, as he's pushing his way, his fingers, I wish there was video for this, his fingers was were, were curling and and really coming close to, to Moreno's eyes and very possibly, you know, went in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the eye pokes was bad enough where it swelled up really good. Uh, I think it was Moreno's, it might have been his left eye, I believe it was, uh, where they had the doctor come in and look at it. Moreno's like, no, I'm still fighting. Look, you're smart. If you tell the doctor, no, you can't see, that fight's over. Moreno's been around long enough. He knows that. You know, so he, whether he could see or not, it didn't matter. He still <laughs> was fighting. 
So, uh, but Figueredo won. Um, well, actually, it's not so much he won. Uh, it was a it was a, a majority draw. Figure not Figueredo. Moreno won, right? No, Figueredo kept the title because it was a majority draw. So he did. Oh. It's not that he won. It's not that he won. He kept the title because it was a majority. Yeah, because I was like, it doesn't say that he won. I'm like. Yeah, uh, on, on the on the one it says he won, but he, he didn't really win. It's just it it, it he just retained. It, he retained okay. because it was majority draw. Got it. Okay. So that was UFC 256. We do have this weekend was supposed to be 15 fights, but already two of them have been scratched. Yes, yeah, so um, 13. Uh, of course, my phone's got to switch switch to a different screen. Um, uh. The Muhammad versus uh, Lemus fight got canceled. Yeah. And Glenn versus uh, Minus fight mm-hmm. got canceled. Um, there's still 13 fights. I expect at least one more fight to get canceled right. just because it's the way it is. It seems like in Vegas more more of these fights get canceled than over in Saudi Arabia. Right. And that goes back to what we said. In Saudi Arabia, you are in a true bubble. Yeah. You are not allowed out of that zone. You have to stay in the zone that's zoned off. And even the the, the workers, even the people from Saudi Arabia that, that are working the stores or the, uh, the racetrack or the restaurants or, or whatever, they all have to quarantine, you know, 10 to 14 days before the UFC even gets there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in January, they're going back. As a matter of fact, um you're going to have uh, McGregor make his return against Dustin Poirier, uh, which may or may not be for the interim title. Um, they haven't decided. Uh, I mean, I've looked at I, I've looked at the fights on this. Um, there are some fights that I'm definitely looking forward to. It's actually a really good card. The fights that, that, that people are going to probably really want to pay attention to. Uh, Anthony Pettis is returning. He's, fa- he's facing Alex Moreno. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jillian Robertson that was supposed to fight this past weekend, uh, but her opponent, I believe, came down with COVID, uh, is facing Talia Santos. Um, Marcin, uh, Marcin Tybora is facing Greg Hardy. Um, I really hope Tybora wins. I, I'm sorry. I don't like Greg Hardy, though. Um, you got Marlon Moraes versus Rob Font. Uh, Piera versus uh, Chaos, uh, Chaos Williams. Chaos Williams is somebody you want to watch. Um, right now they got Piera um, is the uh, favorite, but man, Chaos Williams, that's a bad dude. <laughs> um, he's had some really nice knockouts. Um, I'm kind of surprised that he's not the favorite. I mean, he's not that far off, but um, Jose Aldo is fighting Marlon Vera, uh, Cheeto Vera. Uh, and then the main event is Stephen Thompson versus Jeff Neal. Um, and Jeff Neal, a lot of people overlook. Don't look overlook. Uh, don't overlook Jeff Neal in this fight. Um, I, I, Stephen Thompson is a great fighter, but Jeff Neal a lot of times gets overlooked. So we'll see how many of these fights actually stay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 we are, we are recording this on Thursday night, if we didn't say that already, so... Oh, yeah, if it changes before so, then. yeah, so tomorrow's weigh-ins, and then Saturday is the fight, so... Yes. If things change by then, that's why. Um, 
It'll be a shorter podcast too, because there's only yeah, a couple. Yeah, well, our our work. our interim producer is already giving us, you know, the signal that we might want to start wrapping things up. So um. it's not that time yet, dude. Um, but so at any rate, if anybody <laughs> realizes our 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 cat is a is a hacker cat, Jockery J- Jockery Minot. Oh, I used her. I used her. I used her shelter name. She gets mad when I use that. <laughs> but at any rate, um, kitty, kitty. You got uh, Dominic Cruz is, is coming back to fight soon. Um, supposedly they say Cody Garbrandt's coming back to fight soon. You got Jose Aldo that's coming back. Um, so the bantamweight field is actually looking really nice with Peter Yan as the champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that this there, there's a lot of talk that Aljamain Sterling is going to be left out of that mix. You leave Aljamain Sterling out of that mix, you're nuts. That guy has fought his butt off mm-hmm. to get to be the number one contender, which is where he is right now. Right. Um, and there's a lot of talk that if Dominic Cruz wins this fight, which I believe is in January... Uh, they're looking at possibly putting him against Yen. Um, I would rather see Aljamain Sterling in that position. I like Dominic Cruz, I really do. But Sterling, it seems like whenever he gets close to winning, you know, close mm-hmm. to getting a title shot, they grab it away from him. Right. Uh, and I, well, I, you know, I I personally love Dominic Cruz, but I also feel like at this point, like he has a set spot. Oh, they're not commentary. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand loving fighting, but there comes a point where you go, well, it's a lot easier. Just, (laughs) you know, he I mean, well, no. And and, Mm -hmm. and if you've watched some of the some of the behind the scenes stuff, I mean, Mm -hmm. Cruz actually works his ass off. I mean, he's going and getting commentary. information from yeah. the fighters. He's, he's you know, I, I mean, doing commentary is he's not... He's a very studious commentator. He's, he's very yeah. good at it. But I, I can understand, like, wanting, you know, that loving the fight and wanting to fight and, you know, how many more opportunities is he going to have, you know. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I agree with you. I hope that it doesn't screw up things. Aljamain Sterling. Cause... I, yeah, I agree. Aljamain yeah. Sterling's worked really hard to get there. I really like to see him have that chance to win that title. Um, uh, you also have, uh, you know, since Khabib retired, mm-hmm. you know, his title is vacant. So they might actually, there, there's talk about making McGregor versus Poirier for the interim title because they're not going to strip Khabib. Because Dana White still thinks he's going to be able to bring Khabib back. Um, to the point where they're dangling uh, the fight with uh, George St. Pierre. Although now, supposedly, George St. Pierre doesn't want that fight, I guess. so. Well, he's another one that, like, come on, dude. like He would be coming back he, for one fight. It, yeah, it honestly but... would be just for the fans. You know? Um, so... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I I just got into an uh, an, an off air argument with our producer. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Um, but you, you have that. Um, it came out, Dana White said that Rose Namajunas is not looking for a title fight. And right away, her manager came out and was like, uh, what do you mean we're not looking for a title fight? Of course we want a title fight. Yeah. Look, if you're getting beat up, you, you're going to want something for taking those punches and kicks to the, to, to the body. Right. If you don't want to strive, at least strive to be champion, why even fight? Like, nobody just wants to get punched in the face for a living. Like, it just... Well, there's been a couple. I know, but, like, still, it's not just that, you know? Like, there's, there's something to it. And she's not about, like, the fame... And the fortune. Like, she wants to prove that she's the best, so why wouldn't she want a title no. fight? No. Now, unless Dana White say that, because at one point, Namanunas did kind of make the comment that she's happy that she lost the title because right. there was a lot of pressure. So no, and I do remember that, because she did say that as soon as she won that title, she felt the immense pressure yeah. of having to keep it, but... I think now, having had that pressure, why not strive for it again? You know, especially if she's gotten herself in an even better place mentally. You know, not that she was in a bad place, but, you know, pressure can do that to you. You know, it kind of, it it can sometimes be a relief to not be at the top. I know? think the best thing that happened to her was, was her getting together with Pat Berry. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat Berry seems to be able to calm her down yeah. and, and, and keep her focused. And that's a, that's a great thing. Yeah. Um, they're a very good team. Yeah. So. And, and they work out really well. Um, there's been a couple other rumors and stuff like that. We're not really going to get into that because again, you know, here's the thing with the UFC talking about removing, uh, you know, 60 to 80 fighters. Rumors at this point really are just that. Rumors. Right. And um, I mean, that's something like that That number hasn't been confirmed, right, by UFC. Uh, Dana White said it, but that seems like an awful lot of fighters to let go. I, I mean, mean, I know but they how have many a lot. people are actually under contract to UFC? I mean, with all of the Ultimate Fighters and the Contender Series and Dana White, you know, looking for a fight, you know. How many people has he signed that now he's going, you know what, maybe we do need to just kind of clean things up for the end of the year. And, it's enough. You know? I mean, I mean, here's the thing. It, it, it is enough. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's enough where they could let 60 go. Right. Uh, and, and, and assuming that COVID restrictions are going to be this way at least for the next six months, you know, you want to have a... You know, we use the word bubble, we keep using it, but, like, you want to have a, a, a tighter bubble of people that are, you know, like, these are the people that I have signed to contracts, these are the people that are available right now, these are the people that can quarantine right now, that aren't injured, that aren't on a, um, what do I want to say, um, like a no-compete because they just fought, you know, like... well. Oh yeah, the, the no compete because of injury, um, or or because they they just like no contact because yeah, they the no just fought. That's what I meant. It, you know, um, so it, it's a lot easier to pare down the list and know like these are the people that I have to deal with. Well, you know? that's well, that's why you want 
you want to keep guys like if if McGregor gets back in the mindset of wanting to fight mm-hmm. a lot. Um, because there's been fighters Holland, I believe, with Holland. Uh, this past Saturday, I believe, was his fifth fight. I was of gonna the say, year. I feel like at this point, they're like these guys, um, we've seen these guys fight like five times. Yeah, some of these fight. There's been a number Two, of fighters that have three, four or five fights. Four. He's definitely fought at least five times this year. Yeah, yeah, um, I think it was his and fifth wasn't fight this year. Fig- Figure, didn't he fight a lot this year? Figueredo fought. 21 days, won the title. 20, uh, 21 days later, fought Moreno. Yeah, he's, uh, fought, but he's fought a number four of times, times yeah. this year. Yeah, so, and, I mean, the guys that are reliable, and the, and the women who are reliable, are the ones who are getting these opportunities. And know? that's why, I mean, of course, Holloway's kind of caught in a different situation because of Hawaii. Right. Um, You leave Hawaii to go and fight in the States or whatever, you're going to be quarantined Mm -hmm. as soon as you go back to Hawaii. Hawaii's an island. They're not going to take a chance, and you can't blame them. Uh, You know, that's... Right. But even Moreno, that was his third fight of the year. Like, I'm just kind of pulling people out and getting quick stats. And and I use Holloway as an example, not because he's fought a lot, but, but because he's one of those guys that... If you need someone, he's one of the first ones to say, I'll take the fight. Yeah, he's usually ready to go, like, you know? at all times. And I, that's what, when we were talking about the weight cuts, is I feel like if you're signed to UFC, like, even if you're not scheduled to have a fight, or you're not in a training camp, like, isn't it kind of your responsibility to be able to be ready well, to go, like... Yes. That being said, though, there are some fighters that have fought at a lower weight class than what actually is healthy for them. If you remember when McGregor was fighting uh, the lower weight class, I believe it was 135. I think he was 135 at one point. He looked sickly. Right. But then when he went up, for the for the fight, I believe it was against Diaz, and he and he stayed up in, mm-hmm. in there. That, that's how he ended up, you know, being the double champ. Right. Um, he looked great just by those extra ten pounds. Right. Uh, and and so, you know, you have to look at what their walk around weight is too. You know, I, what's healthy for them. Right. Um, but that's what I'm saying is like you you kind of. Have a responsibility if you're really going to take this seriously. Like, you shouldn't be walking around if, 30 pounds over your weight class. <laughs> and not not trying to single anybody out that has done that in the past. But Wait, Weighed in and then the very next day came in like came in 30, 30 pounds 40 heavier. pounds heavier. Yeah. Not saying anything. DC. Um, um, you know? I like Cormier. I, yeah, just, and that's just... why I didn't want to say that, but it's like, I, I feel like you shouldn't be like, like I'm not saying like you're not ever allowed to eat a donut or anything, but like if you know that you routinely fight, at 135, you should not be walking around at 160 all the time. Well, you know, like okay. yes, yes, but that you know, in, in saying that, if you take a last minute fight and you're over, 
I don't mm. think you should get dinged. No, um, no. I, 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 I think yeah. it should just be a catchweight fight at that yeah, point. Yeah, no. If you're, like, the week of the fight and you get called in and, you know, that's different. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking, like, the, for a while, there were a handful of fighters Oh yeah, that well, we're having trouble keeping weight, if, you know. If you oh, well, uh, it was beginning. Uh, well, it, it actually I think was last year, uh, where if 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 you missed weight and you weighed in heavier, you pretty much were guaranteed to win. Um, oh yeah, for the majority, the majority of fighters that weighed in heavy, well yeah, end up winning their fight because fights. you haven't dehydrated yourself, you haven't depleted no. your your um electrolytes you you know that's no, just it, you're going in with an advantage well and that's why a number of fighters at that point said look if if, if that's the case i'm not fighting you know them, yeah either i'm not going to fight them or i'm going to fight them because it's part of my contract but mm -hmm. they were lobbying uh dana white and the commissions to take a larger portion of their purse right usually it's 30 percent uh that they take mm -hmm. i believe it is um, and they were actually lobbying to take 60. Right. Uh, which... But then they did start making sure that when fighters came in for, like, the week of the fight, like, you couldn't weigh in, what, more than 10% of your body, like, that you couldn't have, you and, didn't have to lose 10% of your body weight in a lot of places. In certain states, I believe California being the main you one. You know, so if you're supposed to fight at 135, you couldn't show up to fight week and weigh 155. You had to be, you know, within 13 and a half pounds. Yeah. Because it, that is, it's not healthy. It's no. just not healthy to be But that. But that, you know, again, usually when you sign your contract for a fight, you've got roughly a training camp, usually is about eight weeks. Right. So you've got eight weeks to to, to to eat lean and, and yeah that's what i'm saying is there's no reason that people should be coming in that heavy the week of a fight no and there's been times where where people were signed they knew about their fight they had a good 12 weeks from when they signed the contract yeah, and they did nothing. they came in almost yeah. 20 pounds over yeah and then they have a week to drop those 20 pounds yeah um and you know look it's it's a it's your job. It's a profession. Mm -hmm. You know, I look, I, and, and I, I'll be the first to say this. I, I made that comment and there was a, a female that jumped all over my shit saying, well, you don't understand what it's like to be a, a female and, and everything else. Look, I, I get it. I, I understand females. As a female, I totally understand that you're bloated one week out of the year. Or one week out of the month, I'm sorry. But uh you should be able to account for that. Yeah, and that's there, you there are certain foods that you do not eat, you know, there are certain foods that you do eat to cut bloat, you know, like and I understand, like sometimes you just need to, you know, grab a jar of Nutella and eat it all. <laughs> like you know, you're being paid to be a fighter. Like, sometimes, you know... And then you've got fighters like Felice Herrig that... Who can drink usually, PBR and eat Cheetos. They like, usually <laughs> were underweight and were drinking PBR and having Cheetos the night before a weigh-in because she had to actually put weight on. 
Um, I, you know, I do have one more before we wrap it up. I, uh-huh. I have a question. Sure. Obviously, with the what UFC. What kind of pizza are we getting? <laughs> no, uh, I actually didn't feel like pizza. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> that being said, um, if the UFC does let a lot of these fighters go, like we'll use Yao Romero for example, mm-hmm. um, do you think they're going to jump to Bellator and then it's going to make Bellator? A, uh, a a more uh, I, I'm trying to think of the word to say this. I don't want to say the more better of a promotion. top contender in the MMA world. I mean, yeah, like, maybe that's a better way to put it. I mean, I I would if Bellator does it well, then yes, it could. I mean, if they're gonna get an influx of good fighters and they do it well. They could really get a lot of attention, but I don't feel like they've really done what they could with who they have. No, I, I, my, one of my biggest complaints about Bellator, um, one of my biggest complaints about Bellator has been, get over here, producer, do your job. The the fact (laughs) that, that they are on, uh, don't touch that. It's the online version of, I believe it's CBS Sports or whatever. To get it, though, you need to actually pay for CBS All Access. And no offense, but it's just not worth it, me paying for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I like Bellator, but I don't like Bellator enough to pay for it. You know, I already pay for Fight Pass, and I, you know, we watch the pay-per-views and all that other stuff. It's not worth it for me to pay just for Bellator. Stop! Our producer's trying to pull the plug. Uh, <laughs> all right. On that note, since our producer's trying to pull the plug, James, we need you back! Um, I'm going to let you all go. Um, enjoy please. UFC Fight Night, and we'll talk enjoy about it night. next week. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try to get to it next week. Next week being the holidays... Might be a little bit difficult. So or we, we're not going anywhere, and maybe we'll just sit here on Christmas and <laughs> yeah, record podcast. We could do that. So who knows? You might get a very special uh, podcast on Christmas with a with a drunk Ferrari. Um, you never know. Uh, I'm sober tonight. Yeah, she's sober tonight, but can't guarantee anything for next week. If we don't get anything out next week, though, please have a very happy and safe holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, If there's any... There's a lot of holidays. Happy holidays. If I forgot a holiday that you celebrate, please forgive me. Just have a very happy holidays. Decide to go anywhere. Please do not drink and drive. Call a cab. really want you back. Season. Season of work. And we will talk to you guys hopefully next week.